0: Welcome to What's Up, Tybee? I'm your hostess, Sandy McLeod. It's February, and that's the month for one of the best holidays of the year. Well, it's not what you think, it has nothing to do with Cupid, but it has everything to do with heart. On the 17th of this month, it's Random Act of Kindness Day. It's a reminder that we could all make the world better by offering a kind word, an extra thank you. Even a good gesture, a thoughtful deed to a stranger with no strings attached. Already, there's been a really cool thing happening at J.C. Park on Tybee where someone has been leaving beautiful handmade neck scarves they are wrapped in a ribbon with a note that says, Keep warm, it's yours. And it's signed by Your Tybee Neighbor. We could all do a little more, a little extra, this month and all the time because it's good for the receiver and it's even better for the doer. We'll miss Mardi Gras parade because of COVID, but the Post Theater is going to start having some offerings starting at the middle of the month, including a couple of classic old movies, some live music, and even a play at the end of the month. You can check out all the details at their website, tybeeposttheater.org. Now, I'm excited to introduce you to a real Tybee Shiro. She protects our lives by day and on her off hours creates beautiful fashion to keep women looking fabulous. Her name is May Burroughs. She's not only one of our wonderful Tybee Island firefighters and rescue workers, she's also an extremely creative and talented clothing designer. May's Marine father and Philippine immigrant mother moved the family all over the country from Hawaii and California to North Dakota, North Carolina, and many points in between. Due to a variety of circumstances, May and her siblings ended up in foster care. At 18, she adopted her two younger sisters to raise. They relocated to the Savannah area after Hurricane Katrina, and she decided to pursue a degree at a local college. I asked her to start by telling us how she ended up in the fire and rescue field.
1: Well, it happened by mistake. (laughs) It was a graduated from Armstrong with a degree in Spanish and I actually got a job at Savannah High to teach Spanish. And then I didn't have my certificate. But at the time, you didn't need your teaching certificate because they were so desperate for teachers right after the recession happened. But I, like immediately they lost their funding and they told me, hey, we're really sorry, we can't hire you. And I was like, what do you mean? I start Monday. And I had no job. And my friend from Atlanta came to my house to visit me. And she took us out to dinner and she was paying for everything. And I said, what are you doing? How do you have all this money? She's like, oh, I'm an EMT now. I'm like, what is that? And she's like, oh, you know, the people that drive the ambulances? I said, yeah. And she goes, I'm that. And I said, oh. And she said, oh, there's a school here in Savannah. You can get your EMT in a few months. And she's like, you don't have a job. You could do this. How much money do you have saved? And I said, at the time, I had about $1,200 and that was it. To my name and she said oh that th- yeah well just just drive there and you could pay and enroll and i'm someone will hire you maybe a, fi- a fire department would hire you because you're so athletic and you ride your bike all the time a few hours of my life, I got in the car, I drove to that school, and I registered for EMT class. And I had no desire or anything to do anything like that my whole life. I was a lifeguard ever since I was 15, but I kind of gave up on being a beach lifeguard, you know, when I got older. And I was like, oh, this is my head's in the clouds. I can't do that. I remember just, oh, I want to be like Baywatch because I love the beach. My parents would so always have to pull me out of the water and say, We have to go now, May. You can't just stay all day at the beach. So that's how I started my career, was just a few hours decision with my friend.
0: Well, her friend was right. It didn't take any time to get a job after she completed her training, and the employer was a great fit to help her grow into the field. I was working the bicycle
1: taxis um, downtown in Savannah, Savannah Pedicab, and going to EMT school and working at um, a store. And when I graduated from EMT school, I got a job within two weeks at a fire department as an EMT. Um, It was called Southside at the time, and then they put me through fire school, and that company was very unique because they had their EMTs and paramedics on ambulances. And then when they had a fire, you respond on the ambulance with your gear. And then you fight the fire with the fire truck. So there was kind of a joke that like you see more fire on an ambulance there than you do on the fire truck. So but you were cross trained. It was a really quick way to learn. You're in an ambulance and all of a sudden you get a fire. It was It's fun fighting a fire. It's it's you feel like you're battling something when you do it.
0: May says that learning to be compassionate and patient on calls is critical, even if the situation gets scary. This is a hard time for them. Even
1: if it's, to me, I, I would just be like, oh, you sprained your ankle, you're fine. But you, to them, it's sometimes that, that is the biggest thing that will happen to them for 25 years. So you, you have to treat this person as, you know, exactly how they feel and give them compassion because it's important to them. So you have to give them your time and perspective is probably the hardest thing. (laughs) I had to learn it. So sometimes um, on the ambulance, um, and it wasn't because of what was happening necessarily, because um, I got a piece of advice, like we're there to help and we didn't cause whatever happened. So we didn't cause the heart attack. We didn't cause the accident. I think the scariest situations I've been in, they've been okay is because I had to explain to people, that's a family member sometimes. They're just scared because something's happening to their family member. They'll be, they'll say, save my mother, help. And you have to explain, like, I'm here to help you. And some people, and I don't hold it against them. They'll threaten you. But it's it's not because they want to hurt you. It's because they're scared because their loved one's in danger. And I've had, not on Tybee, absolutely not. But I've had people pull guns on me. Yep. <laughs> and sometimes they don't know what you're doing to their family member because... Like sometimes you have to like use the cardiac monitor and give them electricity sometimes and they don't know what you're doing to their family member. They just think you're hurting their mom and their dad and they'll get upset and you have to explain. But I'm fortunate to say 100% of the time once I've explained I'm here to help you, I'm here to help your family, I'm not here to hurt you. That's why I came here. They've calmed down
0: immediately. Before there were vaccines available, May was not really worried about having an issue with the COVID virus. After all, she was younger, healthy, and in great condition. But infection hit her hard and changed her perspective on how she was spending her time outside of her job.
1: I got COVID, and unfortunately, I'm going to say this, I did not think that COVID was going to knock me out. I was one of those people who thought, oh, if I get COVID, I'm going to be just fine. If I, if I get it, it's going to be just like the flu. I, I, there is no way this is. And then I ended up in the hospital and the doctor told me I was septic. I was there for almost two weeks. And I told myself, if I make it, I'm going to do what I want. Because when I was a little kid, all I wanted to be was a lifeguard. And I did that at like 15. So that was already accomplished. But, and I wanted to make my own clothes. And I never thought that was a possibility My parents put me in a sewing school because I kept cutting at my mom's dresses and she was so mad at me. I was trying to make other dresses that I thought looked better. They weren't happy about that at all. They put me in sewing school. I started sewing before I got COVID because we were making masks for the community on Tybee at the fire station. And I just knew how to sew because I went to sewing school and I was like, oh, this is cool. I bought my own machine and I bought, you know, bought some fabric and I was like, oh, cool. And I just started making masks and I was like, wait, I can, I kind of flirted with the idea before I got sick, like, oh, I'm going to start my own clothing company. I'm going to start making dresses like I always wanted to. And then I got real sick and I said, I better do that because, you know, you don't get another shot at this. I can plan and save money and wait till I'm 95 years old to start because you're never ready to start your dream. To start doing what you want to do. You're never going to be completely ready. I decide I should do it.
0: May's mission is to make things that make women feel good about themselves, no matter what their size or shape. And even though she didn't have professional training in pattern making, making dresses from her imagination came natural and possibly was even a little bit genetic.
1: Um, I didn't learn necessarily how to do that, but I was working with patterns when I was a little kid, and I just thought, like, I could just make my own. And it's, it's odd because... Some people are like, how would you do that? And these people have been sewing for years. And I said, you just look at someone and put it together. And my mom told me my grandma did that on her side because she was a dressmaker in the Philippines. So she supported herself and my mom and my aunts and my uncle told me that grandma could just look at someone and make them a dress and it looked great.
0: When you visit May's website, which I will share with you shortly, you might think that she's not into colorful fabrics. But that was a decision she made due to economic factors and the practicality of wrestling with big rolls of fabric.
1: Well, I actually bought like three colors (laughs) to start with. I bought navy, red, and black, like in bulk. And then I realized oh, the rolls. I didn't know how to change a roll that well yet because it's they're like a hundred pounds, and my my house is really tiny, and the room I have the sewing room in is super tiny. So I just stuck with black, so I wouldn't have to change the roll. But now it it could be different. And everybody loves the color black, like fancy people, like silly people, conservative people, wild people. So they'll they'll wear the color black usually.
0: Simple cotton or part elastic fabrics are a favorite. And uncomplicated fasteners, or even better yet, no fancy or annoying fasteners are a preferred technique for May's designs.
1: I absolutely don't like messing with zippers or buttons, and if I have to, I will, just because when I, I, I feel like I'm so rough on clothing. If I have a button, I always crack it, or I break the zipper, or I get stuck, and I rip the fabric, and I just get sad. So there's a way... To do like a 100% cotton, I could just add elastic to it. I guess it's uh, some people call it shearing or smocking. Sometimes you see a bunch of beach dresses. um, The bottom will be kind of loose and the top will will be kind of scrunched together. And that's that's a form of like uh, shearing, smocking. So I'm going to try to work on that and see if I could get really good at it and make it so I could not have to put zippers or buttons on any of my clothes.
0: May believes strongly in buying local or with USA labels on everything when it's possible, and she's found the best way to market her clothing line has been to wear what she makes.
1: Um, I sell mostly, surprisingly, in person, so people will see me, people I don't know, and they'll ask where I got my dress, which I've been wearing clothes for 38 years of my life, and no one's ever chased me to ask where I got my clothes I remember the first time it happened was I was at the store and I had this camo dress on and my sister said I said I don't I don't know about this as before I even opened up my store like before I even opened up selling dresses and she was just like just wear it in public and see what happens I said okay so I went to the store was pushing my cart, and this woman ran after me and I was kind of scared because I was like what why is she running after me and she was like where'd you get your dress I was like I made it she was like, you did and I was like yes would you like one and I I gave her my card and if I go out sometimes like um come uh I don't don't, I'm not really sure if I'm an interesting shape but I don't look like a lot of people that are on the cover of magazines so a lot of other women see me and they're like where did you get your dress and it's kind of mind-blowing to me because I've really never been asked about the clothes that I buy and I'm not trying I'm not I'm not, I am don't wear a sign that says, like, I made my dress. It's just people come up and ask me.
0: May says she got a life-changing piece of advice one time when she was feeling frustrated and cheated because of her life during foster care and during other tough times. It reminded her of the power of gratitude and helped her learn to really always count her blessings.
1: In this life, no one has to help you. If someone does, it's great. appreciate it, but... There is no one and nothing that says anybody has to be nice to you, appreciate you, care for you or anything. So anyone does just appreciate it. So at that moment, I just realized like I need to stop being so entitled and stop blaming everybody else. And I'm just surprisingly really happy doing what I have the privilege to do. Like both my jobs, like designing clothes. And it's something I, I never saw myself doing either of these things. When I was a kid, i Didn't even know where, I didn't even actually see myself going anywhere. I just kind of was like, oh, well, I hope I make it. (laughs) I was like, hope I make it past 30. Hope I make it past wherever. But sometimes I close my eyes and I open them and I can't believe this is real.
0: If you'd like to check out May's fashion, be sure to visit her website. It's pangsapparel.com. That's P-A-N-G-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Dot com. That's all for our show. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And let me know if there's people or topics on our island that you'd like to know more about. I'm Sandy McLeod. Until next time, be safe. And I hope you'll bring your ears back for the next episode of What's Up Tybee.